This is Limit Up, the place where we explore markets, strategies, and trading psychology to take your trading to the next level. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome to the Limit Up podcast presented by Top Step Trader. My name is Jack Pelzer, and this is the show where we take a deep dive into the ocean of futures, forex, markets, and trading psychology with some of the best in the industry. Today we have a wonderful guest, but full disclosure, I must confess that there is a financial relationship that exists between the guest and myself. Specifically, he is the individual who signs the checks here at Top Step Trader. So with that out of the way, I can announce that today we have the extraordinarily talented, eminently brilliant, classically handsome, and visionary founder of Top Step Trader, Mr. Michael Patak in studio today. Michael and Jeff will run down how the boss man himself went from working on the farm in Nebraska to a consistently successful floor trader in Chicago and eventually founding his very own company that has funded thousands of aspiring traders worldwide, and perhaps most importantly, also produced the podcast which you are now listening to. For your own sake, and for the sake of my continued employment as Top Step's content manager, you won't want to miss this interview. Before that, we'll get a check on the markets with the market reaction. But first, I wanted to remind you all that we're doing something huge this Monday to celebrate the 7th anniversary of Top Step Trader. What it is, I cannot tell you yet. But what I can reveal is that it will be on a scale never before seen here at Top Step Trader. So check out our websites, Top Step Trader and or topstepfx.com for more information. We've also been posting some fun promo material and videos on our private Facebook group, Instagram, and YouTube. One of them, I believe, stars my wife. So please come join us. We're always trying to do our best to make everyone feel welcome. Wow, all of this is making me positively giddy. So I'm going to go and get a glass of water and a graham cracker and let Mark Meadows enlighten us in this week's market reaction. This week, we're going to talk about what else? One of my favorite topics the Fed. This meeting is nothing to shrug about. I wrote this week on the Top Step Trader blog that this decision is going to be a hawkish cut that could, in turn, lead to the next big U.S. dollar rally. Looking at prior Fed meetings, when the cut became more and more likely, the dollar hit higher and higher swing lows. That counterintuitive reaction only leads me to believe that this dollar rally is strong and set to continue. But what does a hawkish cut mean for other futures prices? Looking into my crystal ball, I'd say it could mean challenges for gold and equities to continue their rally. But I'm not relying on my crystal ball to make trades. I'm looking at the price to tell me. So for now, I wouldn't be shorting either. Instead, I'll pay attention to the price and see if there are breakdowns in either charts, and then jump aboard what could be a long trend in the opposite direction. And that's your market reaction. Thank you, Mark. As I mentioned in the intro, Top Step is celebrating its seventh anniversary this month. And to honor this momentous occasion, we have the company's founder and former futures trader, Michael Patak, in the studio today with Jeff. He's going to talk about his journey in trading and entrepreneurship. 
So, without further delay, I would like to present this week's Limit Up interview between our very own Jeff Carter and our very own Michael Patak. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, welcome to the Limit Up podcast, brought to you by Top Step Trader. Today, my guest is Michael Patak, who has a little something to do with Top Step Trader, and uh, he actually used to be a pit trader, yep. and now he's a different kind of trader. I'm a different, yes, sir. And I asked him uh, before uh, the podcast how he was doing, and he said seven out of ten today, <laughs> seven out of 10. <laughs> which is which is Caesar degrees. I always used to say Caesar degrees, <laughs> Caesar degrees. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's good. That's passing. good. <laughs> that's good. So, so Michael, you were a trader on the floor. Where did you trade? Well, I started before the floor. I started at the age of uh, eighteen in the. Uh, the basement of my parents' house, so wow. to speak. <laughs> wow. So yes, I was still yeah. in the basement. Of, no. A lot of people watch dirty movies. You were yes, trading. I was trading, yeah. yeah. I had a vending company and a lawn mowing company, and I took all those funds and took it to the market. And wow. it was when TD Ameritrade was not even TD Ameritrade. It was just Ameritrade back Ameritrade, in the day. Yeah. Out of Omaha, Nebraska. Right. And I used to just drop off $10,000 checks there. Wow. And go through all my lawn mowing and vending company. You know, money. that's how Warren Buffett started. Uh huh. <laughs> he did. He, I don't know if he was an intraday active. Uh, no. Yeah. He kind of had better principles in, uh, of which he uh, made his decisions. You know what's interesting? When he first started, well, you know, he was like you, very entrepreneurial at a young age. And then um, when he started his sort of thing, he would look for undervalued companies that he said were cigar butt companies where they had a little bit of smoke left into them okay. where he could buy the stock, have it go up, and then sell into the market, mm -hmm. which is like a momentum play almost. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, he had to transition out of that strategy because <laughs> it, it kind of failed a few times yeah. for him. So <laughs> why trading? Why was that interesting to you? Well – I worked on a farm, and uh, at the age of like 15 and 16, I watched the movie Trading Places. You know, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, Eddie yeah. Murphy. At the very end of the movie, it's like Duke Brothers had a margin call of $350 million. They're talking about losing millions. Right. And Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy were happy and ecstatic and ended up on a boat. Right. Te cheers into each other. How are you right. feeling, Billy Ray? Right, 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 <laughs> um, right. All that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I remember talking to my uncle. I'm like, how does somebody make or lose that right. much money? Right. And he's like, well, time is irrelevant uh, in the world of trading. And right. I was making like four bucks an hour, five bucks an hour <laughs> for this farmer up the street. And I'm like, okay, you know, how many years is that going to take me? Right. To, I to, can detest yeah. only so much corn in a day. Exactly. <laughs> I was detesting corn, yeah, and walking beans. Yeah. Um, so uh, I said, you know, trading is what I want to do. Uh -huh. And I, uh, I'm an entrepreneur, so I had sure. a vending company. Uh, Farmers had, are entrepreneurs and they people are. forget that. They're very risk taker yeah, uh, yeah. entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dealing with the weather. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, uncontrollable <laughs> um, risk. Mother nature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that basically got me into trading, and TD Ameritrade or Ameritrade was in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Right. So, and I used to uh, drop off my, my deposits, sir, and I would go through money, and I would like it was during the pump and dump times. This is like right. in the 97, 98. Right. And um, you know, I have big days. I'd have five thousand dollar days, wow. up, but then I'd lose it all. Yeah. You know, and then go down five thousand, uh -huh. and then go down yeah. ten. So then yeah. they'd be out of that ten thousand. So I lost three thirty thousand dollar trading accounts before I was twenty three. Wow. Yeah. Then I moved to Chicago. Then I've met a a, a prop firm here that said, "All right, you're going to trade on a simulator." Which firm? It was Kotke. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. I knew Neil Kotke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil Kotke, um, um, Mike Crouch. Uh, yeah, put I knew together. Mike. 
Yeah. yeah so they put together uh, a group and they had uh, traders come in there and you traded on the simulator. And then sure. if you proved yourself, they flipped the switch. Yep. You're a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. There were about 20 guys in the room and I was one of the 20. And you didn't get paid. Uh, right. Eat what you kill type deal. Right. Uh, so that's how I started learning how to trade, uh-huh. actually. The, all the other... Losing the money is without right. learning is like chasing the money. Right. So now I started learning how to trade. I had stop losses and daily loss limits and all that kind of stuff that I didn't have before. Yeah. And then got myself out of that uh, that contract and bought a seat on the trading floor uh-huh. and opened up my own account and nice. traded on my own. And wh- which pit? Dow Futures. So Dow. Why did you choose Dow over all the other pits on the board of trade floor? So I used to trade stocks in the early days, and I liked the broad markets. I would watch the S&P. Like, hey, the S&P leads, you know. Yeah. So- um, the Dow was a basically it was a cheaper contract or cheaper product to right. get into. You could use a com seat there. Right? It was an item. 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 I still got that today. Yeah, but it was easy to get into, and you know, it's like at the end of the day, the Dow is down two hundred points. Right. So, like, you know, I'm like, I'm in tune with the markets, right? Because they're on every channel. Do you feel like that market fit your personality it fit my compared personality. to, let's say, wheat? Or totally. rice. Totally. I was passionate about like the broad. I was an econ major. Uh-huh. So I was a pr- a pr- uh, passionate about like the broad oh. markets. Where'd and, you and major in econ? Iowa State. Iowa State. Yeah. Oh, good grain school. Good grain school. Yeah. yeah. I have a emphasis on commodity pricing now. Yeah. So this is the only class on commodities. My cousin went to Iowa State. Yeah. He was in Delta Oopsie Pledge the Wrong House out there. Do you? Yeah. 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 I yeah. had a band called uh, Good Things. They used to play in some bar out there. Probably People's Bar. Yeah. People's Bar is the bar that has all the live bands and they'd pass through. If they're passing yeah. through Iowa, they'd stop at Ames, Iowa at People's Bar. So you're Cyclones, no Hawkeyes. I'm a Cyclones. Well, I played yeah, football obviously. there for oh, a year. Oh, you played football there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, wide receiver. Uh-huh. I didn't know. Check that. I didn't play. I was on the team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, interesting. After a year, I decided football wasn't for that me. That was not for you? It was not for yeah. me. It was, man, hats <laughs> off to all the athletes out there. Yeah. You weren't going to get clocked oh, every day? Oh, Clocked my God. every day, yeah. running at 5 a.m. Yeah. while your buddies in the fraternity were still up. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So interesting. And then what did the Dow, being in a pit, teach you about trading that you can't learn on a screen? Well, for one, I got to look at everybody's face and yeah. how they're feeling, their emotions. You could tell- the people that were having a great day, bad day, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, the newbies and not. But I got to eventually stand on the top step uh-huh. of, the, of the pit. I started oh, wow. I started on the bottom step, of course. Yeah. But I had great mentors around me. They didn't have a top step rule at the Board of Trade. They did not have a – I think that was a CME thing, wasn't it? Was. It was. Yeah, yeah, you had to had register. A, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's kind of the, the – that's not kind of – that is how the name Top Step yeah, came sure, around. Because absolutely. biggest, best, most liquid traders uh, uh, would stand on the top step. That's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I stood on the bottom step. I stood around a bunch of guys uh, that uh, were great guys, mm-hmm. and they'd say, "Hey, what are you doing? Like, look at that. Why right. that's moving here, or this is doing that, right? And or you're you're trading like crap today. Uh, call it a day." And I never had any of that around me. So that little uh, network or that little group, so that some actually, mentorship. It was mentorship. It was yeah. actually I never had a mentor, and then I started having a mentor, and then just always stood. You know, it was the whole like if they could touch them with your tie, they yep. were your friend. Yeah, because you know, we had to wear ties right. down there back in the right. day. Right. So these guys just and they were all bigger traders. I mean, six figure, high six figure, if not uh-huh. seven, um, yeah. year over year over year. And you know, I, I was the twenty five year old guy, and they were the forty something, fifty right. year old guys. And they were cool. They they brought me under the wing. So mentorship is one thing. Did you have any sponsors that actively spoke up for? I guess Kotke would be one because he put you in the business. He put me in but the once you bought your seat and were sort of were on your own, did you have any people that would 
advocate for you in the pit? Bill, Bill Cunningham, uh, uh-huh. Cunningham Commodities, gave me a shot. Oh, he's yeah. a good guy. Yeah, yeah he's a really Bill. good guy. Yeah. yeah. So he gave me a shot when I when I left the the prop firm and wanted to trade on my own. Uh, had to buy a seat, had to fund an right. account, had to right. be, set up the connections, all that stuff. Right. And uh, he had he had my back on that one. He was a great guy. Yeah, he was a good guy. And then he came up with uh, I don't remember all the definitions, but it's the front end provider for. Training. They have T four plat or T, uh, CTS platform. CTS. Yeah, CTS. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. When you were trading, what would limit your upside? The big thing is like if you can't become a professional athlete, become a trader. It's what I heard when yeah, I first that's got true. to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, true. So I played I played just like football or just like a game. I played trading in, in a sport. Like each week was a quarter. Right. And there's four quarters in, in a month. Right. And four quarters in a game. Yep. And my job was to not destroy myself Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Right. Just find, be patient, find opportunities, put up put up points for the right. week without, right. uh, and watch my downside. If I was mm-hmm. having a bad week, then we're playing defense now. Mm-hmm. The upside stuff is I would just always track on on my P and L how mm-hmm. how I do, and then I'd I'd always I'd put it in a spreadsheet, and I'd see that I trade well on Tuesdays, sure. Wednesdays. So as far as upside, what limited uh, basically what limited me on on that is that what you, the question yeah. is? Well, I, <laughs> there's no limit to trading, right? There's I mean, no limit to trading. It's more just like I had I had grounded or I had a realistic expectations that I finally had in what my abilities were, and I had to look at trading as a career, not as I get rich quick or I'm going to make as much money as I possibly can because yeah. you can, but you, you also can. can lose it all. Yeah. So I, I put it in perspective of, and that came after a conversation with my dad when, uh, before I started yeah. trading personal account. He's like, hey, all your friends got college degrees and you're yeah. sitting here trading, you're losing money. Yeah. They're all making 50, 60, 70 now. Right. And I go, fine, I'll make 60. And I think it was like 65. Yeah. And I was like 24 at the time. Yeah. And I made 75 the next year. And that's the first time I ever had like lowered my expectations and said, I'm going to make this amount of money that was totally attainable to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then I did kept going up from there, but I it, it wouldn't go up. And like uh, next year, I was a million dollar trader. I, right. My mind had to get comfortable, like trading a little bit bigger. And your stomach and my stomach. Yeah, the <laughs> intestinal fortitude. Yeah, it's had to grow. The bile. Yeah, managing right. the bile. Yeah, I mean, there will be times. Did you take overnight risk or not? No, you did not. Nope. So you closed every position by the close. I slept well at night. Yeah, unless I traded really bad during the and, day. And and back then markets weren't twenty four seven, so the close was the close. Yeah. Um, yep. which gave you peace of mind. It uh, Today, a lot of people talk about work-life balance. One of the things about trading back in the day was there was work-life balance because the closing bell happened and there was no work after the closing bell. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? The Cubs, Cubs have the 120 game yeah, in Chicago? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. <laughs> 120 in the afternoon. Right. Uh, right. Grain yeah. traders are done and then right. they're, they're uh, going to spend all that money yeah, in a Chicago. A lot of season ticket holders in the meat pits and the grain uh-huh. trader pits in Chicago. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. More, uh, the other guys were, like if you were in the S&Ps, maybe you were, or Dow, you were a Sox season ticket holder because uh-huh. the Cub game was already open over by then. Yep. So you had to go down to the south side. It was very cool. I saw yeah. a lot of cool things coming into the pits that I didn't see or feel or hear or know existed at trading on the screen prior yeah, to that. Right. Yeah. So now you may did you make the jump to the screen and trade on the screen? Yeah. So I traded I was one of the few guys that were in that was in the pit trading on screen. Okay. So I was did you do that on a handheld or Yeah, I did it on a tablet handheld, yeah. yeah. And I got the I got the screen trading experience both from my own personal trading and then I went to Codkey and they tra- had me trading the the Dow Mini, so I went into the Dow nice. Bigs pit. Right. And there was an arbitrage play there. Right. Uh that was great. Uh you could get in with an edge and uh, you know, you still had to manage your position after that, but right. you, you had a, a good little edge there. And uh, I was one of the first screen traders in the pit. Okay. Michael, now that there is no pit, how do you get an edge? 
Uh, how do you get an edge in trading? Well, that's the biggest thing. That's in trading. the biggest thing in trading. The edge is, is is a lot harder to find nowadays, and I think you have to just find your trading style, what fits with you. Uh, you have to be a lot more patient. There's no secret sauce of saying, "Hey, this is exactly how you've got to find your edge." Mine was just finding screen time and finding what works for me. Yeah, and then also journaling a lot and understanding what I was looking for in a trade, my expectations. Um, how I was feeling, and just getting to know yourself as a trader. Mm -hmm. thats That was big for me. So my edge was basically managing my expectations uh -huh. and putting things in real terms. The minute I walk outside, the guy working on the street, you know, like I put that as perspective. Like, right. okay, he's making that roughly, and then I could be having that job or sure. I could have that job too, but I have a job that I'm passionate about. So right. let's keep that job alive right. and, never die, and never in a vulnerable or scary position. Uh -huh. So I always looked at trading as a career. So I guess that would be my edge is looking at it as a career and putting realistic expectations on it. Every uh -huh. day. So the market seems to be more volatile on the screen than it was in the pit because in the pit, you had to have orders in the pit, in the deck, resting. Because if they weren't there, you missed it. And on the screen, the egress is a lot easier, mm -hmm. you know, ingressing because it's just a point and a click or a computer program or whatever. How do you manage that volatility difference? Well, now it's all screen. So right. uh, the volatility is uh, you see it get thin, especially the, the Dow. And I'm not trading as much anymore because right. I'm, I'm backing traders now. Right, so right, it's like right, right. I yeah, moved yeah. into to, to that thing. business because right. – Trading, I always looked at it, again, like a sport. It's like there's a window of just where you can really kick ass. But to right. have lifelong, committed, like, focus, it it's uh, very taxing. It is. But there's a window that you can really – and then you decide what to do with the money that you take from that sure. and park it somewhere. Do, do you find that uh, having the pit experience compromises you? Because, um, like, my partner at West Loop Ventures, Kenny Estes, who worked for Gecko, has never been on a trading floor in his entire life. Yeah, yeah. And he and I think if he would have been on the floor and saw it, it would have hurt him as a computer programmer. Trader. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, I was so passionate about being a trader and yeah. to actually be in that environment yeah. that it fit well with me. And and you know the the individuals that they hire down there, they're like the tall athletes right, and all right. that. So for me, it was like I felt like I was in this league, right? And, and it made me really no feel uh, like I I put treat, a uniform on. Put each a uniform day. It made, it, yeah. exactly. It made me feel like a. And then what every, was your badge? Uh, PTK. PTK. Talk. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was uh, that's what made me really f professionalize the my passion mm -hmm. was being on the floor, and then I just didn't let the floor antics I didn't run away. Yeah, with, I didn't get involved in that too much. Right. Uh, as far as extracurricular activities that they all encountered, <laughs> there were a few of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was just more focused on just every you know learning. If if I didn't. Uh, add to my my trading account. I was hopefully filling the think tank for the day, yeah. and then just growing my account each year, and then using that money to diversify into other endeavors that I had because I had the entrepreneurial background. Sure, yeah, sure. I think the interesting thing about the trading floor that people don't realize is, yeah, you you see movies or whatever, and they sensationalize, you know, the drugs and the prostitutes mm -hmm. and all that was there, but mm -hmm. it really was a community. It was um, a lot of great people. So how are you taking that sort of community approach and applying it to Top Step Trader today? Well, the biggest approach I think we took from the trading world to Top Step was remember back in the day that there would be traders that back clerks and other people. Yep. And then they would kind of like, if you had, uh, if you lost a certain amount of money, that, that uh, trader would, you know, take you off the account. Sure. Or, they, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I saw that and I saw that believing in somebody else mm -hmm. mentality of like, 
Um, the trader left of me had a clerk, and he'd tell the clerk, "Hey, you want to trade? Start paper trading, and then show me your cards as you're trading throughout the day." Right. And so, you know, I know you're, everything's legit when you get right. in, when you get out. Right. And then if you put up this amount of money, I'll back you. And I'm like, well, I just had to prove myself in that same way on the prop firm. Right. They're doing this down on the floor. So right. after like oh eight oh nine, I'm like, well, why don't I take this type of methodology and bring it to the the world of uh, uh, kind of like an e-prop firm, mm-hmm. so to speak, Sure. Um, where I don't need to have you sit here and show me a resume. I don't even need to have you come, come to the office. Right. Let's just see how you trade, and I'll give you some parameters, like risk parameters. Right. Don't lose X and make Y. Uh, and if you can do that, then I'll back you with this. And then what are you guys doing at Top Step Trader to make me feel like I'm not on an island by myself? So because we have a, it can be a very solitary experience it can be a very sitting solid, in front yeah. of the screen. So we share successes from other people. We, we uh, kind of help guide you because a lot of it is – is developing. We our our big mission here is to professionalize traders' passion. Right. So if we can help you understand who you are and and get a picture of of what habits you have and 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 help you learn from that, or it also learn from the community's yeah. habits and and what people that are doing well do. do. People share on the community because a lot of times in the pit nobody shared. They say like people very share quiet like a church mouse. Uh, strategies, <laughs> yeah, right. I know strategies or uh, or people share their their performance, uh, uh-huh. their, their trade reports, uh, and things like that, which yeah. is really cool to see. Yeah, that is cool. And people talk out their strategies. I am a firm believer in, in the community that we have. Uh, people do a lot of shared experience. There's not really how a very about much like high- decision making. Like this is why yes. I made this trade. Yeah, this is what I saw. Yeah. You know, because you can pattern match. Yep. yep. Right. Um, they, I, I see a lot of that too. Yeah. I but mean, the great thing I say is like, do the, uh, or a great thing I, I see is people don't say, do this, do that. They say, here's what's working for me. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Because I traded, I traded Euro dollars and then I traded hogs. And in the hogs, it was, you know, not that many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody kind of shared a little bit. Like, uh-huh. you know, um, I walked in there the first day and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And this guy said, oh, just, Buy the J's and sell the G's. Uh-huh. And Once. I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. You know? And he said, it's this spread and Goldman does this rollover. And he says, some of these guys have like 10,000 of them on. And, you know, I got to 100 and all of a sudden I was, my heart was palpitating. And it was, you know, it traded in, you know, one and two lots, but it's pretty easy to build a position. And, you know, it worked. And so I stayed. But people would share stuff. Like, okay, you know, crop report's coming out. This is what I think. This is how you position. Not everything. Yeah. Um, and then the bigger traders would never talk about their positions, but you could pump them for some information once in a while. Mm-hmm. And, of course, everybody saw the same data coming across. Yeah, they saw the same stuff coming across. Yeah. yeah. And you could see what they're doing with it. Right. Yeah. Interesting. So what do you want Top Step Trader to become? I want Top Step Trader to become the modern-day brokerage firm. But instead of putting money into your account – uh, your kid's college fund, graduation money, or any of that kind of stuff with no experience. I'd rather see people earn their trading account. Come in here, prove themselves on a simulator, earn their funded account, and trade without their capital at risk. Right. Why is that important? Because 95 or more percent of people uh, that actively trade fail right. at it. and They do. And the average trading account, and don't quote me on this, this is what I hear, is opens up with $10,000 and closes within six months. This is actively trading. So that is a pretty big dent that people are putting in their discretionary income or their savings account. So there's a better way out there. The better way can be showcasing to yourself and uh, uh, those around you that you can do this Mm -hmm. and then earning that spot. And then, you know, we have a great profit split, 80-20. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you get... 
you know. They keep 80% of their profit? They keep 80% of their profit, yeah. Just so people know, on the floor, it was at best 50-50. At best, yeah. But what would happen is like if a guy backed you, you would have like back office expenses, Uh seat lease expenses, and that would all come in too. And some people charged you over and above that. I knew a guy in the pit. He had like six people he was backing or more. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he was all, he could watch them all. So that was really interesting in the whole, like, uh, you know, the, the American dream of like go out there and, you know, right. it doesn't matter what race, religion or anything, it any of your background, trading is so beautiful on that yeah. facet that you can come out there and believe in yourself. And if you work hard at it, if you st- keep that open, yep. open mind and, and uh, not ever think you like you got it all figured out because right. then you do that you get slapped right. by the markets. Right. But you can really make a uh, uh, you can find your swim lane so to speak. Yeah. It may not be million dollars a year, maybe fifty grand, or maybe right. one hundred and fifty. Right. Yeah, that's very true. And one of the questions I like to ask people: What keeps you up at night? Uh, well, we have a lot of risk on the table with uh, all the traders that we back, so mm-hmm. that keeps me up. Um, you know, changes in environment uh, with the markets, regulations, things like that. Yeah. In the financial trading world. Uh, I try to not take life so serious now that yeah. that I have a child and and all that, so I don't panic. How old's your kid? <laughs> Ten months. Oh yeah. my god! So they don't see the <laughs> they don't they don't see the uh, or he doesn't see the emotions and fear on on his dad's face. No, but I, I'm a, I've always been a risk taker, so uh, I I always like to go after uh, you know good opportunities. Yeah, I mean, what keeps me up at night is uh, is him probably. <laughs> yeah, right, right. What what about like top step trader? Where do you see top step trader in five years? Um, do you have a five year plan or not? Yeah, we have a five year plan. Um, you, you know, we're expanding to different asset classes. Mm-hmm. We have uh, futures and forex now. Uh, you know, hopefully looking at options and equities. Uh, to give all different all different types of traders and different trading styles yeah. a funding opportunity. Right. So and then also uh, using the your own behaviors to mm-hmm. help teach you like, hey Jeff, uh, you know you have more. You know when you you have five lots on when you have five lots on and you're down five hundred dollars in the day, um, you tend to have a really bad day. Or, yeah. Or you're doing eighty percent better than the community that trades right. in this product right now. To use stats to kind of teach that individual kind of like your money ball stuff. Right. Um, to keep help that trader both learn from their own behaviors and the behaviors of others so then they can, you know, improve their abilities, mm-hmm. find out what's working and what they need to improve upon. Do you have a lot of ex-pit traders that have come onto your platform? Actually, because because it was the greatest way to make a living in the world. Yeah. And a lot of guys saw it go away. Saw it go away and had a hard time transitioning. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I, I'm not as close to like uh, how many people were in the combine and what, yeah. well, but when the, in the earlier days, I, re- I used to hear a lot of people be like, oh yeah, I used to trade on the trading floor and things yeah. like that. And they're in the combine now because they're trying to help with that transition mm-hmm. of, of pit to screen. Right. And again, like, Keep your kid's college fund in there, park it, and and try out the trading combine because it right. helps you feel like there's skin in the game and you still feel that emotion mm-hmm. of trading yeah. without the kid's college fund. On right. There. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I've lost the kid's college fund right. a few times. Yeah. A few lost times. my mortgage a few times. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was a bad trade. Um, <laughs> that was a funny trade. Kind of laugh about it now. But, I don't. What do you? Yeah. I, the day it happens, you're like over the toilet. You know. Yeah. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Where is he? Not jumping off a bridge, I hope. <laughs> right. Yeah. What do you think the ultimate goal for Top Step Trader is to be long-term? Well, like I mentioned, I think uh, it's to really fit in that space that we're not an educator, we're not a broker, 
or a funding opportunity. We're like the modern day. Again, I want to be the modern day. I want it to be more attractive to come to Top Step Trader than it is to open up your own personal brokerage account. So it, we really fulfill on our vision at Top Step to be where the world goes to safely engage and profit from. So the safely engage is that environment to learn and earn and you have that opportunity that you can then go out there and profit. So I just think there's a better way to approach the markets and a better on-ramp to get into the markets. And I think that's us. Where do you see the opportunities for people on Top Step Trader? Well, I see the opportunities, again, for those individuals that, uh, again, are passionate about the markets to have this platform, this safe environment that they can create, discover themselves, yeah. um, develop or hone their their, or their strategy or skills, and uh, then earn opportunity for funding and then take their skills to keep going. You know, Any, you, just when you get funded, you're not done. You got to keep building your account. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah, you never stop. Yeah. Suppose I have an interest in this stuff, but I don't want to trade. But I want to work for Top Step Trader. How do I do that? And are you hiring? And what jobs are you hiring for? We're hiring quite a few people. Yeah. Uh, we're building out our tech team, our trader support team, um, our marketing team, our design team, uh -huh. uh, creative team, uh, media team. Yeah. You know? So um, we're building all that out. Uh, just there's a large demand and it's growing. Uh, so we're we're responding to it. There's a lot. Yeah. Of, there's a lot of unmet needs out there for the trading community. I always looked at the trading industry as one that didn't evolve very, very quickly, like the healthcare yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, <laughs> and and there was also transactional base where it was always just focused on hey commissions. That's right. all I care. You know, they're a client till proven broke. That used right. to be an old broker's creed. So just changing all that, and and we have a we have a great culture here that is focused. I mean, traders are the center of our work. So it's right. like, how can we help them? We understand people will try trading and and never get the hang of it. Right. And how do we uh, help give you the best opportunity? And then uh, so. We're just building our team out internally and uh, and expanding our, our so what, basically our what's, market. What about working at Top Step Trader? What kinds of things do you do to sort of – and this is not about the app yeah. or trading necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's more about the company. Mm -hmm. So culture. talk about your culture and sort of how you deal with people and how, what people can expect if they work here and all that stuff. One of our biggest uh, – well, one of our values is empower people, yield great results. So that's okay. basically like let them know the challenge, discuss the challenge, let them figure out how to get there. I mean a lot of people – don't like to be micromanaged. Right. Uh, so that's definitely uh, not a part of our culture. Uh -huh. uh, also, we care about the well-being of our team. Uh, these are the values that we have. And, and uh, we always believe that innovation should never sleep. And the, right. in the, again, in the financial world, it wasn't didn't pride itself on being innovative. Now it's right. becoming innovative now and there's more right. things popping up about – you know, transferring money to different ways of trade yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and funding opportunities like we're mm -hmm. talking about. So we're always going to be focused on that. And it allows people to uh, expand and, and be a part of, hey, if I, I heard this from a trader, I can take that feedback, make it a part of uh, our product and build it into our product. Right. That empowers them to so, you know, be so their own little being. What's interesting like that you learn about an MBA school is sometimes companies are centralized like Mrs. Fields Cookies is a good example because – or McDonald's. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes they're decentralized like Ritz-Carlton where they empower the maid to replace the shoes that got ruined for no apparent reason and no questions asked. It sounds like you have a more decentralized culture Decentralized here, for sure. Where people like just do stuff. Yeah, and it's it's working out really well. Now, the country boy, I mean, when I first started, was a little command and control. Yeah. So that wasn't – that didn't sit well with me and also the trader side of it. Like, yeah. I can do it. So nothing left the kitchen without me looking at right, it. Right, right. Uh, but then, you know, four years into the company and we really started catching legs – 
I changed my tune. I went through like a leadership school. Yeah. Uh, worked on emotional intelligence. Got uh-huh. out of got out of good people, good talented people's way. Right. And let them uh, uh, work together. And I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, of you know smartest people in the room to wrap right. myself around the smartest I'm not the ra- smartest person yeah, in the room but I can be the smartest either. person yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be that <laughs> if I wrap myself around the people <laughs> that are smartest in the room so that was something really special and just continue to build out an incredible team that all believes in what we're doing so how do you guys celebrate success and how do you handle failure inside the company? Celebrating success. Oh, it's at the Cubs game last week. Oh, nice. <laughs> but I hope they won. They, they did win. <laughs> I don't even think we all knew they were, they were winning because we all ended up just being back in the concourse section because we're in the bleachers. Oh, uh, fun. Yeah, so we put the whole uh, company out in the bleachers and we're uh-huh. all having a good time. But uh, uh, you know what? We enjoy all of We have outings. We have a, uh, an offsite outing coming mm-hmm. up that we're all going to. Um, the departments, uh, cross-department, cross-departmental yeah. hangouts. Like yeah. they'll, they'll hang out, like the marketing team will hang out with the tech team oh, and they'll good. go out for drinks or yeah. or play murder mystery stuff. Yeah, or learn that doesn't something. happen in a lot of companies. The no, front of the house doesn't know what the back of the house is doing and the back of the house doesn't know what We're very transparent. Everybody knows yeah. what we're doing, how we're doing it. Um, yeah. We're very transparent about a lot of things. And that helps people really be comfortable because, again, one of our values is caring about the well-being. I don't want, you know, I want people to be there's enough uncertainty in the world. Right. Like when you go to work every single day, you want to be fairly certain of what's right. going on. So that's really helpful. But we've our culture's won um, you know a lot of awards from, yeah. from the Crane's best place to work for right. three three years in a row, right. one best and brightest four years in a row. Right. Um, you know, these like culture awards really are exciting to Right. Get. And how do you guys handle failure? Uh how do we handle failure? Um, well, we learn from it. Mm-hmm. We have a, a learning loop that we're learning. We're trying to, I wouldn't say we're trying to fail more, but we're trying to do more things that, that we're, um, we're batting pretty well. So yeah. that means maybe we're not trying as many things. Yeah. So, uh, we're trying to get more kind of pushing our comfort zone, so to right. speak. Um, so that is uh, something, but we fail, fail pretty quickly if we do fail. You? And yeah. then we use those learnings to either sunset the project and, and, and create something from the next initiative or uh, just uh, use that for future learnings. Interesting. Some companies have an attitude of hiring and promoting from external sources, bringing in somebody that's figured it out over here, plugging them into a spot in their company so they can figure it out inside their company. And some companies develop their talent to grow inside the company and move, you know, sort of up the route. That's ladder. one thing we spend a lot of our time and attention on. We have a yeah. professional development uh where where and we have a career coach that comes uh-huh. in. So if their career may if top steps a step to yeah. their next career, fine. Right. But we want to we we're going to try to keep you in house. Right. Um, but we've had a lot of people. I mean, our CEO. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer for that. No. By the way, it's, yeah. it all depends on the company culture. We have so. a great career progression within our yeah. company. I mean, our CEO is a perfect example. She started off with me in the early days, and she's uh, as a support rep now. Right. She's, you know, COO of the company. Right. And, and we have another uh, support rep uh, that's, you know, a business analyst now. Right. Moved into a totally different department. Right. Because that was his passion. Uh, we have an in- multiple interns that are now running marketing campaigns uh-huh. and all that on the marketing team. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and went from intern to like uh, a couple uh, uh, titles. And then now they're, uh, you know, running teams on on the on the marketing side of things. So this is all really cool to see. Yeah, and we're always going to focus on is that talent here first, right? And if it is, let's hone it. Let's 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 give it a a place to spread its wings, um, if they want it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, our professional development, which they can use that for anything. If you ever have trouble public speaking, then go to Second City and take a class there. <laughs> you know, like that's a good so we'll to pay do for it, it. Actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we do that. 
And then we give people their space, a lot, a lot of work from homes. And uh, uh-huh. we have a thing called Top Step Travel where we give away luxury travel vacations. Oh, wow. Yeah, we do that. We've given away nine this year so far oh, or cool. ten. I mean, these are the Ritz-Carlton and Aspen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are cool. uh, somebody's taking their mom to Italy um, oh, that we're nice. paying for. Uh, somebody got engaged out in Malibu that we we. Uh, oh, really? We My had daughter a got engaged out in where was she? Carmel. But, oh yeah, yeah it's a good spot. Of, yeah, California coast, beautiful. Yes, yeah. Not like the Minnesota coast, <laughs> right? Or you the know. or the uh, cornfields of Nebraska. The cornfields of Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. How about it? <laughs> Did Top Step Trader have to raise venture capital? Top Step did not. There was a time where there was a time where it was really scary uh, about how we're going to figure out payroll because we, yeah. we did we did funding of traders. We did uh, um, then we're funding of the company. So sure. I, I bootstrapped the the entire company. It, it took a lot of everything I made in my trading career yeah. to put on it, and then uh, leveraged my home on it as well. Oh wow! But I got all that unleveraged. And, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Over the course of many, yeah, many, yeah, many, many years. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get but it. But those are the nights that I didn't really sleep. Yeah. Yeah, those were worse than the So first... you were 100% bootstrapped. 100% bootstrapped. And yeah. then do you give equity to employees yes. through an option plan? Yes. Yeah, not through an option plan. It's more of a private share plan, but we're looking at different ways to extend that uh, to, to uh, more. Are you an LLC or C-Corp? It's an LLC. Oh, it's an oh, yeah. okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. So we're looking to- uh, you know, we have some big plans in the future to yeah. really accelerate our growth. Uh, yeah. You know, right now we're sitting at 40, 40, 45 employees. Yep. I could see us having 100 in, in less than two years from now uh-huh. um, just on our trajectory and, and right. we're getting a good traction. We're getting good traction even in Chicago as are recruiting. You, yeah, I was going to say, are you finding – so one of the interesting things about places like Chicago, New York, and London when it comes to trading, Hong Kong, the indigenous talent pool is really good for – you know, because there's exchanges, there's broker dealers, there's all that stuff. Do you find recruiting in Chicago better than other places, or not as good? Well, we or... don't recruit uh, traders, right? Um, as far as internally, because right. we build the team. The team in house is there to support all the traders, the thousands of people that are are trading right now in our combine, or right. or the hundreds and hundreds that have been funded just this year. Um, and ensuring they have everything they need to be successful right. out, of, out in the playing field, right. uh, the markets. So that's what the support team, tech team, the marketing team raises awareness on both those people that are doing well to uh-huh. introducing people to the concept yeah. uh, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we're just finding, I mean, with the low unemployment rate right now, yeah. I mean, it's difficult to find people. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of the- It is difficult. It's kind of the hardest time right now to find uh, find folks, but we're finding them through cool initiatives uh, that we do, uh, and we all kind of tap into our networks, and everybody just. Do wants you to... have a rewards program or something for yeah, employees like to bring in, or to bring like... in new yeah. employees? Yeah, if you bring somebody in, they could... but then people are like, oh, I don't know if I want my friend. Uh, I'll also be working with my friends. So well, you got that, you know, yeah, that little that's friction okay. point. They self they self select out. Yeah. yeah, but it's great. I mean, that's kind of been the the biggest hurdle this year. Uh-huh. But you know, we see the company doubling in size uh-huh. uh, in the next couple of years, and we have a lot of opportunities. They're not just like opportunities that are just like, hey, it's just some flash pan idea. No, there's some big opportunities that we're going to be tapping into. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for making it to the event horizon of the Limit Up podcast presented by Top Step Trader. We hope you all had a good time and perhaps even came away as a better person. Please rate and subscribe this podcast wherever you rate and subscribe to podcasts. Let us know if you have any questions you'd like answered in our Facebook group. And also be sure to keep your eyes peeled this Monday when we kick off the official celebration of our seventh birthday. Our lucky seventh birthday, as a matter of fact. 
I have a feeling that there is something coming out around this Monday that you will find intriguing. Those of you listening after Monday, July 29th, 2019, know exactly what I'm talking about, am I right? But in the meantime, please go out and have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe, study your fundamentals, review your journals, and also take some time away from the markets to take a hike, play some golf, or do whatever it is that makes you happy. Namaste and trade well. This episode produced by Dante32. Futures in Forex trading contains substantial risk and is not for every investor. An investor could potentially lose all or more than their initial investment. Risk capital is money that can be lost without jeopardizing one's financial security or lifestyle. Only risk capital should be used for trading, and only those with sufficient risk capital should consider trading. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.